Welcome to episode number 15 of the Internet Computer Report. In this episode, Andrew and I cover Amazon Web Services features and how they compare to ICP, or the Internet Computer. As far as we're concerned, they are direct competitors, and Web3's purpose is to replace the cloud, although you never hear it phrased that way, because at, at present, blockchains aren't capable of doing anything like this. But as far as we can tell, this is the first time the conversation could be had because we have a project that claims to be capable enough of offering features comparable to that of the cloud in blockchain form. So we're just scratching the surface here, but a lot of interesting topics thrown around in this episode. So with that, we'll get started. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to Internet Computer Report. We have a really cool episode today. We're going to be comparing AWS, Amazon Web Services, to the Internet Computer Protocol. Uh, this has been a episode we probably wanted to do from the very beginning. Uh, however, it's there's just so much information there. Uh, fortunately, we came across an anonymous source uh, who was really great, uh, gracious to give us uh, the information necessary for this episode. So thank you to that the person, anonymous that anonymous source. <laughs> um, so okay, so so why do we? So just I guess to start things off, why did we decide to compare ICP to AWS and not to existing blockchains? Well. Yeah, this. I mean, I first want to say that I think people might Im immediately underestimate this topic or just never talk about it in the first place. And you won't hear blockchains be compared to AWS because AWS is so much bigger. And what it is in the first place is it's the cloud hosting service that has the majority market share of everything that's hosted on the internet. So it's a really big deal. And the goal of blockchain, or you can think of them as a meta goal, is sort of to create a decentralized version of the internet. And the only way to do that is from the bottom up, which comes from replacing the cloud. So we're really talking about what we think is the biggest blockchain project and what is undisputedly uh, the biggest cloud service provider. So we're going to put them together and see, like if coming maybe in five years in the future, how these two are going to sort of battle it out or if it's even going to look that way. And yeah, that's why we decided to go with that instead of just looking at other blockchains, which aren't, they're not even in the same, uh, on the same level at all. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah well, honestly, you know, we, we joke about this, but, you know, AWS is, is so imprinted in our lives, whether it's our, you know, like vacuum cleaners run on AWS. I remember there was a time when AWS went down and people's vacuum cleaners weren't working. <laughs> people couldn't access their Tesla cars. Yeah, so on their top doorbell. Of, oh, that, their was, door, that was uh, right? this year that outage happened when, on the East that, Coast. That happened on the East Coast, uh, right? Uh, yeah, it was within the past year. So the outages are still happening. Okay. Uh, Dom said on Twitter, like this is one one of his biggest bone to picks with the cloud services, that there's there's too many outages. So he just stopped mentioning them. <laughs> okay. But that's wow. one of the problems we'll uh, talk about. Okay, cool. So let's okay, so let's uh, let's start to elaborate on what we need. So, like, what ICP needs to be an AWS competitor. So, there's this, there's this concept of the, the cloud trinity um, that we discussed. So, it's it's having compute, uh, object persistent storage, and local storage. So, maybe you can elaborate on each of those three concepts for for the yeah. For and this is a this is a concept we took from the anonymous source who who is a, both a cloud and blockchain expert by our standards, uh, most definitely. And I also want to mention that you're not going to hear people talk about this elsewhere. Like we reached out to tons of blockchain projects asking with these kind of questions and you never get answers or you get obscure answers because with most blockchain projects, there is none. And then people at uh, Amazon 
aren't going to are definitely not going to give you answers <laughs> because you're talking about their competitors and things that are just in a totally different world. So, although we're not blockchain experts here, we're this is information that is so hard to dig up. I think it's it's really a rare opportunity that we did get this information. So, the blockchain trinity, I guess, uh, is you need th three things to replace the the cloud essentially. Compute, that's one that we're familiar with, right? You need a place to execute your code, a virtual machine usually, uh, which is a really hard thing to make. Then you need object persistent storage. So when you're writing code in a programming language, uh, it's if it's an application development software, you're going to be using something called object-oriented programming. And then the variables that you have uh, that you use in that code are going to be storing a certain type of data. And... Inside of it, it doesn't fit nicely in a relational database. That would be your phone numbers, like something like that in an Excel spreadsheet. So it's an object that exists and it's able to be distributed across all the computers that are using your code, i.e. an application. This is a bit technical, sorry. That's okay. But you need all um, that and you need local storage, which is the one you're most familiar with. So it's going to be, um, uh, let's say, a relational database that's held in cloud server nodes that you could pull from. So you need all, th all three of those types of things. And if I, uh, this is a really big concept. So there might be computer science people that would correct and refine some of what I said. And that's totally cool. Put in the comments. But I think if you wanted to give a simple definition to the cloud trinity, that you would need an all-encompassing one to have all three on a blockchain. That's a decent summary to start with. Okay. Okay. And now... How come Definity is going to be this one? How come like other existing blockchains? So obviously, we have like the Web3 space. We have the Ethereum 2.0, Polkadots. So for like Ethereum, for instance, it has the most network effects. Why haven't they yet implemented something like this? Or why haven't they you know, tried to go for this? Yeah, this is a huge topic, and I find it so interesting. Uh, the fascination I have with Ethereum, it's like it dates back when they f were first deciding to build it the concept was to have a world computer mm -hmm. and you don't hear that thrown around too much now because they kind of figured out that ethereum wouldn't be able to do it but they said hey the internet could be built in a in a much more pure way where people people could just write code and have it be used without permissions from anyone else uh the practical issues are that when you program in ethereum solidity you have variables that give the impression this is with this is dominic's words almost precisely give the impression of having store all the data within it uh directly in your code but underneath it all is basically different packages that are almost database like blockchains that are going to store everything uh so when you have temporary storage you're able to run the code in a virtual machine and then you'll maybe uh you uh, store a hash of that on the blockchain and what, uh, what's that software package? Infura. Infura, yeah. That's a common one that you would use. Mm -hmm. So what they do is it's almost like a centralized cloud hosting service of its own. They'll store your data, and then the only thing you'll put on the blockchain is a hash. Now, the problem is, for one, the expense gets absolutely ridiculous, and then the lookup time continually grows, and these are on databases that are disconnected. And if you want any proof for what I'm saying, I think the most obvious example is that it's way more complicated to code a program on Ethereum than it would be AWS. So data and code isn't held in the same place. Yeah, they might remove databases uh, seemingly, but underneath it all, there's a ton of complex moving pieces that you need to still get everything to work in a way that's seamless. 
Uh, that's why Ethereum, in a nutshell, is not an internet computer. Okay. And how about like a polka dot? So, so Ethereum is, I guess they're, you know, they've obviously moved to DeFi. I know, I remember Vitalik's first narrative back in 2015 was this world computer, but now how about like a polka dot? Obviously they're claim, you know, they're, you know, they've claims to be a better performing, um, sort of Ethereum. Um, can you elaborate maybe on them a little bit or yeah. any other way? Yeah. And this is, um, really any web three infrastructure. And this is what I spend most of my time looking at. I'd like, which one's really going to be able to complete the cloud Trinity as, mm -hmm. as we labeled it. Uh, if you want to look at Polkadot, just for example, they run into a lot of the same problems with developer complexity. So they'll say, if you, if you want to program on Polkadot, you use substrate and then you might want to ask, well, okay, where's all the data stored? And they still don't seem to have all of that figured out. An example is this really tiny coin that I've been like I come familiar with. It's a storage coin. Is Bluezell. So the only thing it does is storage, and that'd be in a blockchain-like database. And their goal is to host everything that Polkadot uses. So I don't. Uh, uh, the intricacies of this is, are something I don't completely understand. But I don't. Their database or data structure, wherever the data is stored, it's not at all neat. Uh, yeah. someone just reached out to me, actually, they said, I'm interested in, in learning, uh, programming this blockchain programming. I dug into each of these infrastructures, like, which do you think is the best? And I, I later spoke to him. The first place he started was Polkadot. He started coding on substrate. He looked through all the developers, like the setup process. And then he moved over to Matoko when I told him, and then I later had a zoom call with him, like, which one was easier? And like, oh, uh, the setup was so seamless uh, comparatively for Definity. Mm -hmm. So, oh wow, that's that's huge. They, there's still like a ton of kinks, and then each parachain has its own thing. Connecting those is is going to be an issue. Developers are going to have to route all of all of this data processing themselves. Mm -hmm. So the simplicity is definitely the the key factor here. The simplicity is not there, and yeah. if we're just uh, it's it's funny. Yeah. I didn't even think to bring this up, yeah. but Polkadot is running on the cloud. Uh, right now, if you look at it, so one of the I looked at Plasm. It's one of their parachains they're getting released. One of the few places you can run a validator node, and they're running it on Microsoft Azure. Oh wow! That's where they're telling you to set it up. <laughs> oh, so people man. is it like uh, going to me yeah. as if if Polkadot's the solution that's going to get Ethereum off the cloud? It's hysterical. <laughs> Moving from hysterical. AWS to Azure, that's the that's the big. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So th th that's proof they haven't fixed this yeah. uh, cloud trinity without the cloud itself yeah. yet. It's, yeah, on so many levels, Polkadot is not hitting everything that they should. Okay. Uh, to be the, to compete with AWS. Very cool. Okay, nice. All right. Well, you know what? Actually, now I guess that'll lead us to the next thing. Is you know, will is there any world where AWS will just continue to keep their you know superiority over their over the existing clients? Like, will AWS just continue to succeed? And maybe this thing. I know you elaborate on it in in your book, Blockchain Wars, over here. You know, the battle between big tech and you know the Web three revolution. So can you elaborate maybe a little bit on that, and can AWS basically stay superior? Oh, oh yeah, uh, oh yeah. I think it definitely. Like I'm, I'm not a complete authority on this. I'm speaking pretty informally, mm -hmm. and to have said, uh, say definitively, which is better, I would have needed programmed on every single one of them and seen what it's like. And I haven't. I don't think anyone has. So making these comparisons is really hard to do. But it's certainly not obvious that AWS is going to lose. Like they already have so many advantages. Uh, they're a bigger infrastructure than everybody else. They're not secure, but no one cares about that right now. 
And the thing that Tons they- Tons of money. Probably a thousand employees per yeah, employee. Yeah, like 10,000 yeah. engineers that, that could uh, adjust things as, as needed. Mm-hmm. And Amazon also started pretty early as a, as a humble cloud service when the cloud wasn't even a thing. And they just started adding tools uh, and packages that developers could use uh, to give more features and functionality to whoever wants to pretty much build something on the mm-hmm. internet. So they have 10 years uh, plus of all those things that they built up. Mm-hmm. They made all the mistakes and now they have a, a ton of features that Definity is just starting to yeah. come and compete with. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, that's a lot that they have to think. So like, so Amazon Web Services when it first came out, it was a very simple, you know, simple product, right? It was just kind of one or two things you could do with it, similar to how Definity is going to be coming out with it. And now, you know, to meet the needs of their customers, AWS constantly kept adding more and more functionality, ultimately making it less and less easier user experience. You know, in order to continuously meet the demands of their customers, they kept having to expand. Do you think Definity can ever go through? Some of these challenges, like right now, Definity's trying to make something simple and seamless. But ultimately, somebody maybe who starts using Definity may say, "Hey, I want to also have this on, this added on." Any thoughts? You yeah, have that, similar. That's really um, that's a really tough question. I'm just thinking about the analogy I, I often give is when uh, software developers first started building applications, mm-hmm. and an app you didn't even know what an application was. Like the concept was still foreign, and today it's it's pretty mundane. Um, but they would need a place to host it. And that's all that ho- uh, server hosting was. It's like you need a place that's going to do your computations and store your data. And that's what Amazon was. But uh, the way I describe the internet in the book is it's structured and on the, on the very bottom layers of cloud and the people who own the cloud build developer tools from there. So now an application is so familiar and anyone could do it because Amazon decided the best way to build a cloud business is not only offer the storage and the compute you offer all these packages that everyone could use and they could build mm. out these um, these neat applications themselves. Definity right now, their advantage is everything is secure from the bottom up. So you don't need to worry about a lot of the pieces of those packages, like the firewalls and the, uh, the ba- load ba- balancers and all the things yeah. that come along with protecting it. Um, but they are going to have to start simple. And that's why we see DeFi as being pretty much the default starting point. For all the a lot of these Web three infrastructures, like it's not that complicated. Well, it is complicated, but comparatively, it's simple to build a decentralized exchange or a wallet, or you know, some, like rather than these mm-hmm. large scale internet services that would be your pan industry pl- platforms and websites and games that thousands of people are using that are running on AWS. So, then maybe it's it's like DeFi is being a stepping stone for all of these things that will be possible with a blockchain-based cloud. And then in time, as the demand happens, so right now you can even see it on the Definity Forum, people need things that aren't there, and it's going to be built. And in a year, they're going to provide support for things that are more generic, like if you want to pull from a relational database, which doesn't exist in principle on Definity, there's going to be a way to do it. That's why it's an ever-improving process. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Well, it should be really interesting how that you know comes about over the next few years with it. Um, and just and I guess just to get the next question, because I guess everybody's ultimately at the end of the day, no matter how cool things are, people comes down to dollar and cents. People want to know about costs. Probably one of the biggest questions that I've had for Definity. You know, how does how will the you know internet computer versus Amazon Web Service in terms of cost? Will it be more cost effective to build an ICP versus AWS? 
some of these some of these major companies like Uber, they spend billions of dollars a year on you know cloud you know servers to keep all these you know applications running. Uh, do we have any information on that? Has Dominic or any of the Divinity, the, the, you know, Divinity uh, Foundation give us any clue? Yeah, we did, we could do a little math about mm -hmm. this, but um, the conversation wouldn't be the conversation about cost wouldn't be complete until talking about the the advantages. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about the cost first, and uh, the bottom line is it's probably going to be more expensive to run things on the internet computer. But then we'll talk a little bit more about. The advantages that yeah, come along if with it. it's worth it. You know, yeah. Worth the sacrifice of... And, uh, and that'll uh, be the real meat and potatoes about cool. an Amazon Web Services versus Definity kind of episode. Okay. All right. So what did we... Oh, I wish we kept this math uh, like readily available. Right. But what, is what, it? what do we have? I think it was $5, five, dollars $5 per, per gigabyte, gigabyte yeah. per year of storage. Correct. Versus it would be like $5 million on Ethereum to keep that same gigabyte of storage or something. Yeah. 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 But let's talk about but, AWS. But uh, yeah. for AWS, it would be, it would be way cheaper. Really? How much would it cost? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. But it, uh, it's definitely storage is, is cheaper. So th the reason for that, I'll just mention, uh, and this is, again, the, the concept of the cloud trinity being completed in a blockchain-like way. Dominic calls this uh, your code running on the edge of the, of the internet. Okay, so what, what that means is there's two places that data is stored in, in the hardware. It's either your hard drive that's an HHD or an SSD flash hard drive. Mm -hmm. And that stores there permanently. You have all your documents on there forever and ever. And then you have memory, uh, random access memory or you know RAM in your computer, and that just hosts things temporarily. So if you open your browser and you're on a website, you're requesting data from the cloud that's held in cold storage eventually, uh, essentially. And then you're holding it in your computer's RAM for that time. So once you exit out, it's no longer sto it's only stored on that server in cold storage. And what's so interesting about the internet computer is that there's so much RAM in the servers that are going to be hosting it, or it like it appears that way from what we've seen. All of that data is going to exist whether you're looking at it or not. Uh, when it's running on the edge, it's not actually you, you could be using your browser on an open internet service and not using any of your computer's own RAM. Mm. And the novelty of that concept is just mind-blowing. Yeah, it really is, yeah. Uh, so the reason it's more expensive is because it exists in did, cyberspace. Did Definity pioneer this concept of, of you know, That's completely novel. Yeah. Completely novel, uh, okay. That's why Dominic yeah. doesn't consider uh, Ethereum or anyone else's world mm. computer yeah. an internet computer because mm. it doesn't actually exist on the internet. It exists... In hard in hardware in like cold storage somewhere that yeah. uh, it doesn't exist all the time. Uh, so that was the start of it. And the, okay, this comes back to cost. Yeah. Now bear with me. Almost or from our source, pretty much most of the expenses associated with the cloud come from data replication. Mm -hmm. So if I wanted to make a website, and I um I live in New York, most of the people that use it are going to be in New York. That'd be fine. And it would be really cheap to host, but all, all the expenses associated with it is if someone in Australia wants to view it or some, someone in Russia wants to view it, like across the world, I need to get that data to replicate all over the place. And since my website's data is held in what's essentially the cold storage of a server's cloud, I'm going to need to send it everywhere else and have it been, be held in a, different, well, a bunch of different places. The internet computer, that, that whole data replication concept doesn't exist because everything exists in memory in cyberspace that's equally accessible mm. to anyone at any time. 
Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, so do you think, so as, as uh, Definity continues to scale in more data centers, hop on a board, will, I guess the costs will con, you know, continue to decrease. Well, so this $5 per gigabyte that they mentioned is only as of now with the current uh, you know, setup that, that's currently you know, around, which is still very minimal. So it's just launched. But over time, this number can, will continuously decrease in, in costs. Well, it appear, it's going to go down for separate reasons. So the hardware is getting cheaper to make. Especially as uh, SSD. If you bought SSDs a, a while ago, this previous standard was HHD. That's where you store all your data, and that's actually a spinning disk. That's mm-hmm. like looking at zeros and ones, and it takes really long. The flash storage uh, was sort of a novel concept, and now it's pretty much the standard. Those are way cheaper to make. What were the costs? Out of curiosity, for these for these devices, I uh, my, my personal computer, I swapped one out. I think it was 250 gigabytes, and it was. I want to say it was like three hundred dollars for mm-hmm. the for the actual hard drive, mm-hmm. and now I think it's sub a hundred. Oh, so wow. they, these things are getting cheaper over yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I wouldn't be so sure about the sub one hundred right now, but okay. I think it's I think it's definitely yeah yeah. yeah. But a, but a, yeah, these things significant are a significant well. yeah yeah of course uh, yeah, and it's kind of like one advantage that Definity has is they're starting right now with all this new hardware, uh, cl- cloud services. You know they kind of have to onboard new hardware as computing. Power basically doubles every two year, two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the rule of thumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, one thing, like one more thing, I'd say about the costs for Amazon Web Services is that you have so many different things that go into it. Uh, so you have data transmission fees. The computation is costs a different amount in different regions, and then the setup required for that. Uh, for a global interface. It's not just something that Amazon Web Services takes care of behind the scenes. Uh, one of the things we said is that Definity starting with almost nothing, uh, if you look at it, because they remove all the firewalls. That's their goal, is making everything simple mm-hmm. to start with. Um, in Amazon, they have so many things built up over the past 15 years, is that if you want to build an app, you pretty much need to hire a consultant just to tell you which Amazon Web Services services packages are best for you mm-hmm. and then each of them is going to have limitations uh so the secondary cost for running an amazon web services is you're going to have to hire people to do all this separate mm-hmm. stuff it cuts off all that extra, yeah. excess fat that you don't no longer need yeah, yeah you're going to you need people to set up firewalls mm-hmm. um the so security that's where, that's, where the, that's where definitely where the cost is gonna yeah, yeah be seen so Savings, just yeah. direct storage costs it's probably going to be more on icp mm-hmm. but when you take into account all the extra things that are going on behind the scenes. I mean, if you could have one person hosting an app with just their income and just their knowledge of mm-hmm. programming, uh, all of that being done in one place is pretty much what the ICP cloud concept is doing. Mm. Uh, that's never going to exist on Amazon. Yeah. Well, that's going to be huge. Terrific. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Nice. Any other uh, things you want to elaborate on or... Uh, there was there was something else. Yeah. Uh, Let's see what else we have. Let's yeah, yeah look people could definitely notes. ask questions about this. I guarantee you, you will never hear a conversation elsewhere yeah. <laughs> about blockchain versus AWS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely the first time Definity makes it possible. Yeah, but if you guys have any questions, definitely add them in the comments below, and uh, Evan and I will go working on them. I think that was uh, anything else we want to. We talked about pretty much all the concepts here, right? Yeah, I, it looks like we covered everything. I I just wanted to say, I like I'm talking a, a lot about. Definities, the abstract concepts that make it seem pretty complicated, but a developer is not going to under, have to understand any of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to use Big Map to pretty much import a function. 
that uses data from another canister. And that can't, like, it took me so long to get a handle on this. Because I'm like, where is the, where's the data being held in all this? Um, but when you import a function from another canister, it already contains the data of the other canister. Like you literally don't need mm. a database. Mm. Bef- oh, wow. Before I was doing yeah. this, I was uh, learn- trying to learn data science pretty much, which is like all the stuff Facebook does behind the scenes to learn everything about you that they know about you. And it was a, just like such a creepy world. And when I moved over to trying to learn or understand what Definity is doing, it's like this no database thing. I just can't wrap my head around it. And it really is so obscure, but it's pretty revolutionary at the same time. So that's that's what I'm saying. I, I'll leave everyone with, if you're thinking about being a developer and doing this application stuff, uh, my Definity explaining sounded more complicated <laughs> than the Amazon side of things. But if you go build on Amazon, it's going to be an absolute nightmare. If you go build on Definity, it'll be comparatively simple. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. So yeah. that was awesome. I'm happy we finally did that episode. And uh, thank you to our anonymous source uh, for that information. Yeah, much appreciated. Yeah, yeah. You really, everyone who could talk about these things is under non-disclosure agreement. And we're just kind of a third party trying to parse out all of the secrets yeah, exactly. <laughs> that are going on in the world that is the cloud. <laughs> Very cool. Well, thank yeah. you guys. Thanks Evan, for thank watching, you, everyone. Cool. Thanks.